This time our pastor, Brother Richard Hayes. Amen. Thank you, sir. Have your Bibles this morning. Be turning over to the book of Psalms 40. Be reading a couple of verses there in just a few moments. Uh, we trust that you'll pray for us. We had one funeral this week and got another one yet to go. And that's the reason we asked Brother Ray to speak tonight. And uh, want to be able to say at those times what God would have us to say. Because many times you stand before people who you can't uh, get anywhere close to church. And I also pray that God will give us wisdom to do what uh, we need to do as a church. Uh, you know, uh, if you have a leader, you've got to have followers. And uh, if the followers are not willing to follow you, uh, your leadership's not any good. So uh, you pray that uh, we'll be able to I lead in a way that please the Lord and that uh, the people be willing to follow. And uh, then uh, there was something else I meant to mention and I've forgotten it. They said in the prayer room this morning that uh, uh, that was a sign of old age and I couldn't remember the question they asked. But anyway, it's good to still be able to get about and, and uh, attempt to do something for the Lord. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to the Psalms 40 and stand with us, we're going to read the first three verses of that psalm, the Lord being our heifer this morning. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. And he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the moray clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even under our God, even praise under our God. Many shall see it in fear, and shall trust in the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning for your blessings. God, we realize that every day that you give us, Father, that there are blessings available under us if we'd simply uh, reach out for them. God, I pray this morning as we try to bring this message, God, that you'll, your Holy Spirit will take it and apply it unto our hearts. Father, may we leave this place closer to you than when we come. Lord, help us to be yielded unto your will. And uh, God, I pray if there'd be one here this morning without your son, today would be the time, Lord, they'd receive him. We ask in Christ's name, amen. I think I recalled what I was going to say. I, I may have this uh, communion and ice cream thing mixed up. Uh, I can't recall if we did the communion on the fifth Sunday or the fourth Sunday, but I'll try to get the secretaries to look back and see. But on this one, at least, we're going to do the ice cream on the fourth Sunday and the communion on the fifth, I believe, is the way we got it down. And we'll try to get that straightened out according to the minutes and see how that's supposed to be done. Uh, in, the, in the 40th Psalm that we've looked at today uh, is a Psalm of should be encouragement unto us. Verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Now I don't want you to misunderstand what God is saying there. 
I want you to understand that God is always ready and anxious to save those that call upon him. But I could go through this audience this morning and pick out some folk that sought for the Lord in the wrong places. And uh, they sincerely looked and waited and prayed within their own minds uh, for God to answer. But if you're trying to go down the wrong path, God's not going to answer. And so the Bible says here that David waited patiently. And then he said there came a time when God inclined his ear. I tell you, if we get our hearts right, God will incline his ear unto us. Doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what the problem is. God will listen to what you have to say. Now, someone already mentioned this morning, he may not always answer our prayers the way we want him to. We talked about a couple of funerals, and uh, we had a good friend that lost a wife. And if we'd have had our way, those folk would still be alive. But as I said at the funeral, that's a selfish desire. For those folk, if they belong to the Lord, are far better off than we are this morning. I think of Brother Bill that used to sit back there about where Brother Russell is. And uh, you know, Brother Bill doesn't have any pain this morning. There's not any cancer eating on his body this morning. You go over to his house, his oxygen tank is sitting over there. He didn't take it with him. Brother Bill's far better off than we are. Sometimes we have a hard time understanding that. But God inclines his ear when we pray and listens to the, the desires of our hearts. And then I like that second verse when he talks about how that he saved us. You know, God, the Bible says that God reached down. And he brought us up out of the pit. You'll say, my Bible doesn't say he reached down. But if he's in heaven and we're down here, he had to reach down. Amen. So he reached down and he brought us out of a horrible pit. I began to think of some of those places I went and things I've done and uh, so forth before that I was saved. And you know, I did those things and I was comfortable in doing them. I'd gotten used to doing them. God didn't bother me. And you know why he didn't bother me? Because I'd said no to him so many times. But I was in a horrible pit, and I didn't even know I was there. And he says not only was it a horrible pit, but there was Mari Clay in the horrible pit. What does the fact that there was Mar there was Mary Clay in there, what does that say to us? It says the longer that we're there, the deeper that we sink. There are people who've said no to the Lord so many times that their heart has already started hardening. I know at least two cases. I believe if I'm not mistaken, Brother... Nichols was involved in one of them. Of men that cried tears and said, I wish God would deal with me one more time. 
but God won't touch them. They had offended the Holy Spirit of God to the place where he had walked away from them and left them alone. My dear friends, I want you to know this morning, if you are here without the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, and you keep saying no to him, you'll sink so far down into that mire clay. It won't be impossible for him to rescue. He just won't do it because you won't cry unto him. So we need to be very careful, even as children of God. We're out of the clay, but we still have the same tendencies. We have to struggle as Paul did day by day with sin. Is there anybody here today that could tell, could say to me, sin doesn't bother me anymore? I don't have to worry about it. I don't never want to sin. I never have a desire to do that which is wrong. You see, the, the thing about it is when we get saved, God gives us a new nature. Amen? Isn't that a wonderful thing? But the bad thing is that God never takes away or uh, takes out the old nature. The old nature is always there trying to get you to do that which is contrary to God. And the new nature is there trying to get you to do what's right. And so that's the struggle that goes on day by day. And if you don't recognize that, you've got a great problem. Because if you don't recognize that struggle is going on, the devil's already won. Now that doesn't mean you're going to be lost, but that, that means you're going to lose reward. I thought this week about several people that I believe got to the place where they just decided they weren't going to do any more for God, save people who decided they, they had done all they was going to do. And God just took them on home. Now, I'm not talking about any of those folks who have died this week either. I was thinking about folks out of my past. But I'm saying this morning that God said he reached down into that horrible pit, that miry clay. I heard a song a few days back that kind of reminded me of that. And it said, he had to reach farther down than I could reach up. Now, what does that say to me? That says, I don't have anything to do with my salvation. He reached down and lifted me out of that miry clay and out of that horrible pit. There wasn't any way I could climb out. There's a lot of people who's trying to do that. They're trying to figure out some way to make uh, places maybe for their feet and their hands so they can climb out on their own. But I'm here to tell you, they'll never get out of that horrible pit that way. Until they come to the place where they realize that they are in a helpless and hopeless condition. And they can set aside all of their efforts to raise themselves out of that pit. God will never save them. I don't recall who it was this morning meddled around with this message a little bit. 
believe it was Brother Bobby, he's always doing that. And he said something like this, God will never do for you what you can do for yourself. But man's extremity is God's convenience. And when you come to the place where you realize you have no hope of heaven outside the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can just stop trying and rely upon God and let him do the rescuing, then he'll save you. And I have to admit this morning, I've got a lot of notes, Brother Bobby, again. And I've just shoved them to the side. But you know what? God here this morning is still the same God as he's always been. He still loves you just as much as he ever loved me. He loves you just as much as he loved David. And just as surely as he reached down and drew David out of that Mari pit, and just as surely as he reached out and lifted me out of that miry pit, he either has done that for you or he's willing to do that this morning. Now I'm glad he not only lifted me out of that miry pit, but he placed my feet upon a solid rock. You go through the scripture and it's no problem to find out that that rock is Jesus Christ. Not only is my hope of salvation in Christ, but my hope of the affairs of this world is in him as well. Not only can I sleep well tonight because I know that if I don't wake, I'll wind up in heaven. I'm not going to worry too much about the events of this world because God's going to take care of them. Doesn't mean we're not going to have suffering. If God brings judgment on this country, and he very well may be in the process, the righteous are going to have to suffer just like the unrighteous. But I'm here to tell you, God will never forsake you. If you'll stay with him in the good times, he'll stay with you in the bad times. He reached down and lifted me out of that marry clay and out of that horrible pit and placed my feet upon the rock. We was talking a little while ago about that struggle with sin that is within us. And it's hard to admit, but sometimes the sin wins. But you know what? I've fallen many times upon the rock. But I've never fallen off the rock. Doesn't have anything to do with me. It has all to do with Christ. I heard someone say one day they was talking about leading their child, and they said, I let him hold my hand while we went across the busy street. I want you to know if I was taking one of these young men right here across a busy, a busy street, I wouldn't let them hold my hand. You'll say, that's terrible. No, it's not, because I'd hold their hand. Yeah. There's a whole lot of difference. Right. 
If I'm holding on to Christ's hand, my strength may grow weak sometimes. My faith may faint, and I might turn loose. But if he's got a hold of my hand, he's not going to turn loose. Troubles will come in our lives, and we don't understand them, and and, uh, we'll get discouraged sometimes. But Jesus never turns loose. He lifted me out of the Mari pit, out of the Mari clay in the horrible pit, placed my foot upon the rock. And then he not only did that, he established my goings. There's nobody in this building this morning that knew me when I was lost, that as far as I know. Sister Billy may have known me, but she didn't know what I did and where I went. But my goings wasn't according to the Word of God. And the truth of the matter is, had I died before I found Christ, I would have wound up in hell. Can you remember that experience? I don't remember the, remember the day I got saved. Few people can. But I'll tell you this, just like the gospel song says, I can take you to the place and I can tell you about the time. And if I couldn't do that this morning, if I couldn't remember that experience, I'd be afraid about my salvation. And I'd come to this altar this morning and I'd get somebody to take the word of God. Maybe you already know the plan God set forth and I'd drive me down a stake and say, Lord, if I'm not saved this morning, I'm trusting you, I want to get saved. And that'd be a stake I could hold on to. God established my goings. And if you'll permit him, he will establish your goings. Now I'll tell you this, the devil's always there trying to get you to do contrary to what God wants you to do. But do you remember the Bible says that the Lord leads me, now get this, he leads me in paths of righteousness. You get out of the path of righteousness, God's not leading. But if you'll let God, he will establish your goings and your comings. I think sometimes about what could have been. There's several times in my life that I came to a crossroad. I could have made the wrong decision. And I have to look back and just praise God that I don't know why I made the decision that I did. But I have to praise God that he worked things out so I made a decision to come to the place where he could establish my goings. 
And he said, not only has he established my going, but he's put a new song in my mouth. I very seldom ever read this, Brother Van, unless I think about you. There's a fellow over in Cannon County, some of you know him, Buddy Devonport. I was sitting in a service one time, Brother Van was singing, and then Buddy said to me, I didn't know Van could sing. And then directly he said, wait a minute, that's wrong. I didn't know he could sing gospel. He said, now I knew he could sing because I've helped him sometimes. Now, Brother Van knows what I'm talking about, and some of the rest of you will just have to figure it out. But now Brother Van's got a new song. I've got a new song. I pulled up beside of a car one day. This has been probably a couple of years ago. I pulled up beside a, a convertible at the red light. And they had that radio cranked up, you know how they do. And I don't know if it was heavy metal or what it was they they were playing, but I'll tell you, the things that was being sung in that song, a man ought to be arrested for. I wouldn't even dare to tell you in a mixed audience like this what they were singing on public radio vulgar profanity, uh, trying to esteem people to kill the law officers and all of that. Terrible, terrible song. I tell you, if those, you say, boy, those, those were terrible people. So were you and I before we got saved. You know, if we could get those people to Jesus, Jesus they'd have a different song. They'd change they're not only the way they talk and what places they go and, and how they live, they just change their mindset. The devil always wants you to get wants to get you to rebel. Yeah, you'd learn a whole lot in prayer meet, prayer meetings you'd go back to. Somebody was talking this morning about children rebelling against their parents. Now, Brother Corey, he's just starting a family over here, and he's got some wonderful experiences before him. But I can tell you exactly what your children are going to do, Brother Corey. They're going to do exactly what you let them do. I don't set myself up as no perfect parent. I tell you, not one of my kids would have talked back to me when they were growing up. In fact, I'm not going to tell you how old Anita is, but she's a baby. And she's over 30. <laughs> and I don't believe one of them would talk back to me now. And if they did, you'd know about it because some of us would be in the hospital. You would say, man, that, that sounds cruel. But I'm just saying it comes a time when Christians have to set their foot down. 
that I may be running a few rabbits here. But I just want to come to the place where we understand what a wonderful thing God has done when he's taken us out of that horrible pit and out of that miry clay and set our foot upon a solid rock and established our goings and gave us a new song. I've told this before, and I just, but I feel led to tell it again. I went over and spoke to young people one time, and I might be able to ask the same question here and get the same response. I asked them, how many of you have ever got away or something because you told mama, you just don't trust me? Have you ever used that? You know what my response is? Absolutely right. I don't trust you a bit till you prove you can be trusted. You know why? Because our children has that old sinful nature, just like you and I have got. They're going to reach the age one day when they'll need for God to reach down in that horrible pit and that moray clay. And the sooner that can happen, the better off they're going to be. And get their feet established on a solid rock. You try to climb out some other way, you're going to miss it. Jesus said in John 10, 1, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father except by me. Over in the 14th chapter is a very familiar chapter to all of us that we use for comfort a lot of times. We notice that he says, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. God has to do the preparing. God has to do the rescuing. We have to understand that without God, we're nothing. But with God, we're everything. I trust God's touched your heart this morning with what great and wonderful things he's done for you. And what a great and wonderful opportunity he has made available to us. that we are a part of his salvation plan. Only God can save. There's a little saying that goes, only God can save. But he won't save without us. In other words, there's a lost person out there. And if we don't carry the word of God, then that individual may die without Christ and wind up in hell. That's the only plan God has. And he's established that as part of our going. I'll ask you to stand with us if you would, please. If you had a prayer and song leader come. Brother Mack on my right. Brother Bobby, if you'd come to the center. And Brother Kobe on my left.
these men are here to help you this morning. If you're lost and you want to know how to get saved, they can take the Word of God and show you. If you're a child of God and you just need some counseling, some encouragement, they'll be able to to do that. And the altars are always open if you want to pray. Brother Ray, what's the number? 471. 471. Search me, O God, and know my heart today. Try me. Miss Wayne. 